Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our daily reading of scripture and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Thursday, May 18th, 2023. In some dioceses, uh, this is Ascension Thursday. It, it is Ascension Thursday, but not everyone is celebrating it. Uh, in most dioceses in the United States, it's been moved to the following Sunday. But I figure it's a solemnity nonetheless, one way or another. So let's talk about it. Uh, and of course, if we're not celebrating the Ascension today, we are celebrating Thursday of the sixth week of Easter. Let us hear. Oh, it's a different gospel today from the gospel according to Matthew. The 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they saw him, they worshiped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, until the end of the age. So, this Feast of the Ascension is... Uh, very, very important. It's the second glorious mystery of the rosary. Like I said, it's celebrated as a solemnity. It is uh, one of the most important moments in Jesus's ministry. I always, when I teach about just the basics of the crucifixion and the Paschal mystery and what Jesus came here to do, I say, you know, the most important stuff that Jesus did comes down to four things. He died, he descended into hell, he rose, he ascended into heaven. He died on the cross to conquer sin. He paid the price for our sins. He was punished for our sins. He descended into hell to conquer hell, to conquer the devil, to open up hell. He rose from the dead to conquer death, which is a result of sin. And he ascended into heaven in order to open heaven. In order, we, we say he opened the gates of heaven, but to pinpoint it a little bit more exactly, what Jesus is doing is he's taking our fallen humanity and he's bringing that up to the Father. He's bringing it into heaven. So now we have a foot in the door. So now we are connected. So because Jesus went before us, now we can go as well. We can be saved because of what Jesus did. Jesus ascended into heaven, ascended into glory with our fallen humanity. So this is huge. This is very, very important. Death, as I said, is a result of sin. Jesus never sinned. And in fact, because he's risen from the dead, he now already has a glorified body. When we think about the body, I mean, of course, Pope John Paul wrote the theology of the body, which just fills up volumes and there's so much there that just speaks so much of our human dignity and who we are and what we are. We are not simply a soul encased in a shell that we call our body, but we are, in fact, body and soul. The body is part of our identity. Yet the body has gone through horrible corruption because of sin. If everything had remained as it was in Eden when Adam and Eve were made, then... Um, the body would never undergo corruption. There would be no sickness. There would be no injury. There would be no death. There would be no pain, etc. 
because of sin, now there's all sorts of sin in the world, all sorts of what we call physical evil. Not simply moral evil, but an evil that just means, hey, you know, things get broken. We get broken. And every single one of us is destined now to die. And God willing, we've embraced our Lord and our faith in Jesus so that we're destined to rise again. So a big part of our redemption is following in Jesus's footsteps. You know, we can't do exactly what he did and, and we don't need to do exactly what he did. He's the savior. He's God, but also he's perfect. We are destined for death by virtue of our sin by virtue of original sin and then our own individual sins. The only other person to go to heaven body and soul without having to undergo death is our lady. Yet there's this whole story there about her wanting to undergo a death and she died of a broken heart. A lot of different writers write about this and there's stories from the early church about what happened, you know, with Mary dying and they buried her. And then Thomas wasn't there just like with the resurrection. So when Thomas comes, he wants to see her one last time and they open up the tomb and it's empty. And then Jesus is carrying her into heaven and they all witness this, the assumption of Mary, body and soul. She didn't have to undergo death because she didn't sin, being the immaculate conception. So obviously then it's the same with Jesus. And especially because of his resurrected body, he has special gifts. He's able to fly. He's able to eat. He's able to hug, whatever. Uh, he's able to do human things, yet he's also able to transcend this world in his body. So he takes our humanity into heaven. His, his body, as well as his human mind, his human soul, because he's fully human, he's fully God, and he's fully man. He takes it all into heaven. So it says so much to us about the dignity of our bodies, what we were made for. We were, ma we were made, see, a lot of times we think of our faith the wrong way. We think, well, Jesus had to do all these things later because, well, we sinned, so he's got to fix it all. It's true. I mean, he does fix it all. And it's true. A lot of what he does is a result of our sins. He's saving us from our sins. But so much of this was meant to happen in the first place. For example, Jesus becoming one of his creatures, Jesus being the bridge between the creature and the creator. He is the one through whom we were made. He is the one for whom we were made. And so, yes, there's a connection here. There's a connection. Uh, and Jesus now with the ascension, he fulfills that connection. The body was made for heaven. The body was made with great dignity. Jesus already was destined to have a body. And so when we're made in his image and likeness, it's body and soul. There's so much to that and so many things that we don't often think of. So this is where Pope John Paul comes in, just about the dignity, the goodness of the body. So many of our devout fellow Christians and Catholics nowadays are Jansenist. Notice I say devout. Because, you know, then we have the ones that aren't devout who are the opposite extreme. The, the heresies are always are originating in either denying the humanity of Jesus, denying the divinity of Jesus. Um, Jansenism uh, leans towards denying Jesus' humanity. 
there are many, many people nowadays that are very, very devout. They love the Lord. They practice their faith, but they don't fully get it. And this is where Pope John Paul's teaching is so important to balance us out. So many people today are Jansenist insofar as they still look at the body as bad. They still look at human love and emotion and just the reality of human life as a bad thing, something that we just have to endure because they think we're made to be like angels. The reality is angels are a different breed. They're a different species from us. We are human beings. We were always destined to have bodies. We were always destined to live in the world. And in fact, we believe there will be a new heaven and a new earth and a resurrection of all of our bodies. And this is true for those in heaven and those in hell. So there will be a physical component to our eternal uh, you know, reward or punishment. So it's really amazing stuff. So the body... And what we do with the body, it's all so very good. It needs to be celebrated and affirmed. Yet at the same time, we need to constantly remember our human dignity. Because very often it's an excuse for sin. Well, the body doesn't matter anyway, so who cares what I do with it? I can just go to confession or I can just whatever. You know, it it doesn't matter. It's just going in the grave anyway. But the reality is, no, the body Uh, undergoes corruption because of sin, it also undergoes lots and lots of healing and, and so many good things that God wants for us when we make good decisions, when we follow Jesus, when we pray. So we see Jesus going around healing people. He's not just doing that as an aside. He's doing that because that is an essential part of his mission, to heal the body. Even though it will eventually undergo death, this is, this is you know, in the end, we're all going to have to be healed. And, you know, you got certain saints that are incorrupt showing us that they don't even have to undergo the fullness of death because they had maybe done so much penance in their lives or what have you. I don't know. We can't exactly pinpoint it all. We don't know the mind of God. But somebody like a St. Bernadette who's never decayed, she's just still laying there 150 years later. Yeah, you know, our Lord is showing us through saints like that. Well, this is what is this is what you're destined for. The body is not made originally at least to undergo death and corruption and decay. So yes, Jesus came to heal us body and soul. And there's so many beautiful healing ministries out there right now where people experience as they experience forgiveness and healing of their souls. They also experience healing of the body. Sometimes it's even radical and extreme, healing from cancer and things like that. So it's a beautiful thing. But also, yes, the body endures all sorts of physical corruption because of sin. So it's, it's both sides of the coin. And that's just an obvious thing. You know, people want to argue that it's okay to do drugs, but we see them losing brain cells. You know, people want to argue uh, all kinds of different sexual things that should be permitted, you know, according to them. Yet there's venereal diseases and never mind all the broken hearts that lead to horrible depression and suicide and so many other types of things. Unwanted pregnancies that then end up either, heaven forbid, an abortion or if the child is born, then the child, uh, you know, has all kinds of issues because the child is born into a broken family. 
where there's maybe an absence of a father figure or so many other different types of situations. So the body needs to be celebrated. The body is crucial, but the body also, we always need to remember the dignity of the body. The body deserves respect. And that's something also that we've lost. The more we study this, the more we pray about this, and it's all connected to this feast day today, the more we grow in holiness, the more we grow in purity. We grow in purity, then we're also growing in uh, upholding better the dignity of the family. To realize, like, when you see someone that is tempting to you, someone maybe that isn't fully dressed, dressed immodestly, um, this is, and this is, you know, Pope John Paul's teachings are just filled with examples of how to grow in this. When we see that person, that body, that person that is made of body and soul as part of God's plan of the beauty of the dignity of almighty God and the beauty of heaven and the beauty of new life, you know, to see, for example, a, you know, scantily clad woman, we see them everywhere. Where does the mind go? It goes to lust very often, which Pope John Paul would say is about using and taking, using for one's own sinful, you know, desires. What if we were to look at that woman and just get our minds into that place where we are regularly practicing looking at a woman's body as, well, that's motherhood there. That's potential motherhood. That's, uh, you know, all the good things that come from a woman's body, you know, raising children, the affection that's shown, the, the, uh, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many things. Um, and that's a woman's body, you know, with a man's body, it's the same thing. Um, there's lust or there could be a celebration of the strength of a man's body. There could be a celebration of fatherhood as a result of looking at that. So we need to train our minds in this day and age. We don't often see things as God made them to be. So we have to practice, you know, studying our faith, praying about these things and getting in the practice of seeing things for the purpose that they were for which they were made and and that's God's plan there's that has so many good attributes so many good dimensions to God's plan that lead to the betterment of our human race anyway so we celebrate today that we are citizens of heaven at least it has begun because our humanity is on the throne it sits at the right hand of the father in the person of Jesus and where Jesus has gone we all now have the ability to follow. So let us keep our eyes focused on the prize and let us always remember, even as we live this life and even as we strive to love our brothers and sisters, that we are all citizens of heaven. We were made for bigger and better things and we are called through our bodies to bring that grace of heaven into this world. Hope everybody has a great day. God bless.